Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. And now, Decoder Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! Lost through the mists of time, the never-before-told tales of the terrific Tusum of Toronto, August Fenwick... One of the city's wealthiest men who served the city that he loves through the dark days of depression and war, and his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joined him in his quest as the Flying Squirrel. The secret case files of The Red Panda. This episode The Radio Robberies. Chief Parker? Andy, you in here? Mac? Mac Tully, you old dog. Get in here. Just let me set this crate down a minute. Ah, oh. oh, there we go. And what's this Chief Parker nonsense? Eh, army days coming back to haunt me, I guess. I don't like to get too casual in front of your men. Not that I ran into any. It's a ghost town out there. Oh, don't remind me. It's this scarlet wasp case. It's got my entire force driven half to distraction. Don't you have something indestructible in a cape and a mask to handle stuff like that? Oh, when I went and read them the riot act about not waiting for the Black Eagle to solve all our problems, apparently they took it to heart. They really want to solve this one themselves. That's sweet. They should really leave somebody to answer the phones, though, in case somebody calls with a cat up a tree or something. Okay. First of all, that's the fire department. You can tell because they have ladders. Right. I knew I was missing something. Secondly... You aren't under the impression that every cop in town works in my office, are you? What would a respectable citizen like myself know about a thing like that? Nothing, I guess. Speaking of which, did I hear that Ace Kirby got married? You did. Nice girl. And yet, nobody invites their old major? It, uh, happened kind of quickly. Apparently there was some urgency involved. Oh, <laughs> it's like that, is it? <laughs> well, good for them. I should call him. You should. There's no reason he can't have a bachelor party after the fact. Let's not get too wild. I'm supposed to be chief of police these days. I think I read something about that. So, um, what's all this gear? This gear is what brings me by, actually. In a semi-official capacity. Oh, yes? Yeah. Some housekeeping crews were doing some work in the sub-basement at Fenwick Laboratories, and they ran into a few things in storage they didn't understand and called me in. This was one of them. Holy cats. <laughs> is that... Is that what I think it is? Yeah. That was my reaction, too. I recognized it as contraband and knew I had to turn it in, but wanted to do it kind of quietly. Wow. It's been... Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. But I remember like it was yesterday. to that trash. Daddy, it's time for the Blue Blazer show when she won't let me change the station. 
I said not to touch that dial. I didn't touch it. This is a special Quiet. emergency broadcast. You. I repeat, we Listen. interrupt your regular programming to bring you this special emergency broadcast. Your attention, please. Scientists report that a powerful earthquake deep underneath Lake Ontario has resulted in massive tidal waves tearing a trail of destruction through cities located on the shores. My God. Earlier reports suggest several cities on the southern shores have been completely destroyed. With Quickly, both of you, life. get to the garage. We have to get out of here. And total evacuation Murray, of the city of get Toronto. to the car right now. All citizens are ordered to Hurry, flee everyone. at once. Don't stop the wave's huge destructive force Let's will go. arrive in minutes. Flee at once for higher ground or be drowned like thousands of others before you have been. Come in, boss. You read me? It worked like a charm. I can hear the car starting up. They'll be miles away before they realize that report was a phony. <laughs> Looks like you was right. Even rich birds like these got their sense to run for the hills. Now let's fleece them like the good little sheep that they are. <laughs> Tidal wave? I don't make this stuff up. Huh, that's too bad. You could have quite a future with a dime novel set. I'm not sure how Chief O'Malley would feel about me moonlighting for the pulps. Better than he'd feel about your side job as an agent of the Red Panda Constable. Well, you're not wrong about that. Here's my trouble. Go on. If there had really been a radio report of a tidal wave heading right for Toronto, the streets would have been jammed with people headed for high ground. Heck, I'd have heard it myself. Sounds like it happened during the Blue Blazer program. Blue Blazer? You a secret member of the Prairie Posse? I have a thing for cowboy stories. Don't make a federal case out of it. And I notice you knew what the fan club is called. Well, I... Yeah, right, I guess I do. My point is, there wasn't any announcement. And even if there was, how would the bad guys know to be outside the Maywell place as opposed to any other house? The Maywells are rich. A small company and getting smaller by the day, I grant you, but not exclusive. So how come the robbers knew that they would peel out of there and leave everything wide open? They thought there was a tidal wave coming. It was on the radio. Except it wasn't. Or if it was, it was only on theirs. Anybody check to see if it was tampered with? In fact, we did. The set is clean. No wires, no hidden components, no tricks. Well, I guess folks will take what they hear on the radio with a grain of salt now. I don't think so. The department's keeping it hush. Keeping it hush? Isn't that the worst thing to do under the circumstances? Mr. Maywell has a lot of political influence. He feels humiliated. These creeps fleeced him for thousands of dollars worth of goodies. Jewels, cash, household stuff. They even raided the icebox. He doesn't want to see justice done? He does. Very much so. He's calling O'Malley every hour demanding results. But he won't let the cops leak the story. He's embarrassed. He's aiding and abetting. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just a humble agent. All right, all right. Congratulations, you've got the pick of the litter in tonight's reports. The boss will probably want to check in on this one, so keep your ear to the ground and your schedule free and easy. Uh, speaking of schedules, uh, there's a new Blue Blazer picture playing at the Bijou if, uh, you ever get a night off from crime fighting? You'd better see it for me, cowpoke, and uh, let me know how it is. A sidekick's work is never done. <laughs> Thank you.
This is an emergency announcement. I repeat, this is an emergency announcement on all stations and frequencies. Reports at this hour of an inexplicable flash fire cutting across the north end of the city, enveloping hundreds of homes. Massive storms appearing without warning from otherwise clear skies, tearing streets apart with tornadoes, and headed south at incredible... Researchers for the university have announced that seismologists expect the city of Toronto to be destroyed by an earthquake before this hour is up. Authorities are advising all within the sound of my voice to leave their homes and head north at best possible speed to have a chance. Leave your homes at once. have ordered the total evacuation of the city. Leave your homes immediately. You may have only moments to save your family. You must run for your lives. Leave your homes right now. Jack Peters. Holy cats. Oh, you scared the life out of me. You do a lot of looming, you know that? Do you travel with your own shadows or something? I didn't come to make small talk, Mr. Peters. Oh, you never do, and that's fine. But there's a telephone sitting right on my desk, that's all I'm saying. I have tried less <sighs> dramatic means and been disappointed by the results. Oh, now hang on here. I do what I can. Five robberies in seven days, Jack. And they could have been stopped if the Chronicle would shine a light on these frauds. I just write the stories. I don't decide what to print. How can this not be newsworthy? I didn't say it wasn't. In fact, I think it is. Mysterious forces targeting some of the richest folks in the city. Bad newspapers live for this kind of thing. Editor Purley says no. Editor Purley likes to sell papers. Editor Purley likes his job. He's good at it. And to be honest, I can't imagine another one in this world that he could do if he didn't have it anymore. And he's being pressured from above? Wilthrop Barrington. The second guy who got robbed? The one that the radio convinced a swarm of African fire ants was descending on Rosedale? Owns 20% of the Chronicle. And he doesn't want to be made a fool of. Even if it wasn't for him, there are enough heavy hitters on that list to keep everybody quiet. The cops are strictly mum. They won't even confirm that the robberies happened. Rumor is there are more we don't even know about. People who didn't even file a police report because they were more embarrassed about being suckered in. Perhaps Editor Purley could be persuaded. You'd be putting him on the street. And I think I know you well enough to know you won't do that. There are a dozen papers operating in Toronto. And if one of them ran with it, we all would? That's probably true. But at least half of them just get their news by reprinting what the others write. Those rags probably can't even afford a lawyer. They'd never survive the lawsuits. If you forced the story down their throats, you'd be closing them down, sure enough. For printing the truth and helping to stop a crime rampage in the process? I like being wrong as much as the next guy who's actually kind of scared of you. But I'm not wrong, and you know it. Besides, there's something about freedom of the press that doesn't go hand in hand with using spooky hypnotic powers to plant stories you want run. What are you accusing me of, Mr. Peters? I'm just trying to show you how fine the line is, Chief. You got your uses for me, and Bailey at the Sentinel, and probably others. But you always make sure there's something in it for us, and something for the paper. You balance a lot for a guy who's clearly used to getting his own way. You could force people to do what you want. You might even protect us all better if you did. But you wouldn't be you anymore, and I wouldn't help you. These fiends are preying upon public trust, Jack. And you can't do the same thing and still be better than them. So what do you suggest? I guess you're just gonna have to go ahead and catch him, Red Panda. And maybe punch him in the face or something. Thank you, Mr. Peters. You've been very helpful. Hey, do what I can. Boss! Are you down here? Over here, squirrel. Uh-oh. I take it there is no joy in Mudville. I don't know what you mean. Do you know the difference between the way you hit the heavy bag when you're training and the way you hit it when you're mad? No. Well, I do. 
Suffice to say, we won't be seeing our radio robbers in the pages of the Chronicle anytime soon. Or any other paper in town. Good. Good! Boss, if we rumble their con, they'll go to ground and we'll never find them. But they won't be able to victimize any more innocent people. And I will have no one to kick in the teeth. And I do so enjoy it. Well, we can't have that. Did you have any luck? I did not. Lots of the phony alerts rode in on signals coming across a lake from Buffalo. I didn't drive all the way to check, but I think it's safe to say that the problem didn't originate at the source. Well, we knew that going in. The Maywells were listening to a local station, though. O'Malley's boys have been all over it like an anthill chasing the same leads. But I did meet a very helpful technician. Oh, yes? I don't think he'd ever met a girl in a cat suit before. He was, uh, most anxious to be helpful. What did he say? No, nothing. Okay. He says it is theoretically possible to generate a very powerful radio signal with portable equipment. I actually knew that, Squirrel. I designed our radio rings, remember? But those use a special frequency. Apparently, if a person knew what they were doing, they could build a highly directional device that would overwhelm the civilian broadcast frequencies within a very limited range. As limited as a single house? Maybe, if you were real clever. These robberies are more than clever, Kit. They're positively fiendish. Radio has been with us such a short time, and already it has become so important to so many. Familiar voices that come into your home and tell you stories, offer information, entertain. It was unthinkable just a few years ago and now has become something that people cling to in the darkness. Violating that trust like this will hurt far more people than those families that have been robbed and do it in a way that you and I can't put back together. So you and I need to take somebody apart, which is something that we are particularly good at. And how do we find them? They're targeting homes that are... Well-to-do, but not wealthy. A distinction best left to billionaires to explain. Lots of movable goods, but few or no servants. No loyal staff to stay behind and guard the family home from calamity. Well, the Depression has helped us whittle those targets down some. Still too many for the two of us to watch like hawks. Which is why we've got a whole prairie posse of strapping young agents. And I know a masked mystery man who owns more fast cars than anyone except me would ever need. I don't think I understand the reference, but in theory, I could fashion a device that would detect bursts in intensity of the broadcast frequencies. If we spread them out and triangulate data... We can catch these jerks and punch them in the face! You know, it actually sounds reasonable when you say it. Yes, boss. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. This is boring. Do a sweep. I just did a sweep. Do another one. I don't need to do another one. I need some action. You'll never get your wish if we don't know when something happens. So do another sweep. Roger that. Doing another sweep. Sweep complete. Result negative. See? That was pretty exciting, wasn't it? Will you at least let me drive for a while? The squirrel said I was supposed to drive. Do you do everything she says? Yes. But my knees only bend in one direction, and I aim to keep them that way. She takes the cars kind of seriously, and she said I was supposed to drive. That was yesterday. I've been doing frequency sweeps for two days now, and I'm going a little batty. Don't exaggerate. Last night and tonight. 
About five hours in total so far. It has not been two days. It feels like two days. Listen, Mike. Mac. No, I'm Andy. Not you, me. I'm not Mike, I'm Mac. I thought she said Mike Tully. Well, I ought to know my own name. I never thought of Mac as a name. Well, think again, because it's mine. Your mother named you Mac? My mother named me Eugene. I named me Mac. So why are you mentioning this to me now? I've been calling you Mike for two days. Don't exaggerate. About five hours, tops. Look, you seem like a nice kid. Nice kid? What are you, a year older than me? Maybe two? Call me kid again and I'll call you old man Parker for the rest of this ride. But as an agent, you're a little green. It's like this sometimes. More often than not, actually. It isn't every day the troops get called out on this kind of scale. There must be 30 teams out driving through likely neighborhoods, listening for any burst of energy on radio bands. I know what we're doing. I've been doing it for two days, or five hours, depending on who you ask. But if we even get a whiff, we'll call it in. And the other teams will triangulate it, and then we'll hand it off to the chief. How come? Because those are our orders. And guys who can't follow the Red Panda's orders aren't agents for very long. Yeah, I'd really hate to miss out on all this fun. Do another sweep. I just did. Do another sweep. Yes, I will do another sweep. Sweeping now. Sweep negative. Agent 51, sir. That's the spirit. Unit 11. Central calling 11. Come in 11. This is Unit 11. Go ahead. Over. Report. Sweep's negative. Nothing to report. Over. Report received. Continue grid search pattern. Central out. Roger. Unit 11 out. That was him. That was a red panda. Yes, it was. I recognize his voice. Yes, you're very smart. Do a sweep. No, that's not what I'm saying. He's been working the radio the whole time, for two days. Or possibly five hours. So why is it always him? Does it matter? It's because she's driving. She always drives. I don't know if she always drives. Have you ever seen him drive? No. She's driving. So what if she's driving? You don't really expect her to coordinate the teams and drive the car, do you? So how come you're doing both? That's different. No, it isn't. You're doing the sweeps. I can do both. I don't need you to do both. Just let me work the radio. I'm so bored. Let go of it. You're gonna break it. No, you are. Now look what you did. You did it too. I did nothing. I'm supposed to do what I'm doing. You're not supposed to break the radio. I didn't break the radio. You broke the radio. And you're going to have to answer to the flying squirrel. It's all right. I can fix it. Leave it alone. You'll make it worse. It's broken. How much worse can it possibly get? What was that? I think it was the sweeper thing. I think I had it turned on. It is. It's a signal. Oh, terrific. We can't even call it in. Oh, it's pretty strong. We're close. How are we supposed to find it? We can't triangulate it. It's it's stronger this way. Turn left. This is your plan? You're going to wave that thing in the air and yell, turn left? I said turn left. Yeah, yeah, it's stronger this way. We can find it. That wasn't our orders. Andy, we can find these guys. We might not get another chance. Turn right. All right. So what do we do when we find them, smart guy? Something exciting, I bet. Faster. Faster! What are you doing? Activating the emergency homing signal, just in case this is more exciting than either of us are ready for. That's got to be our guy. That panel van? Who says so? I say so. 
What are they? On delivery? They could be on delivery. Every house on this street has a driveway. If they were on delivery, they'd be in one of them. All right. I'll give you that one. Hey, will you look at that car peel out of here? That house must be the target for tonight. I can see movement up by the house. They're going in. Can't tell how many, but it's a lot more than two. Come on. Let's go take a look. You want to think about this for a second? What? If there's somebody still in the van, working the radio machine... They'll see us and talk through the radio. Exactly. We're going to have to take care of the van first. You don't want to wait for backup? We don't know if backup's coming, and we might only get one shot at this. I like the way you think, Parker. All right. Keep low. Move fast. Right for the rear door of the van. All right. You open the door... I'll get the drop on them. No, you open the door. I'll get the drop on them. Let's both open the door and get the drop on them together. Wait, what if the doors are locked? Hit the deck so they don't shoot us through them? I can work with that. Okay, on three. Wait, what? How'd you get the name Mac out of Eugene? You want to know this now? I might forget to ask later. So how? You try really, really hard. Got it. One... Two, three. What the heck? Nice punch. You too. I guess we can't ask him any questions now. You punched him too hard. You punched him too. Yes, but I punched him just enough. I didn't know you were going to punch him too. I don't want to argue about this. We need to get the rest of the gang out here and subdue them. How about we give them a taste of their own medicine? What are you doing with that machine? Take it easy. I have an idea. Hope the radios are still on in there. All units. All units. This is Police Chief O'Malley. O'Malley doesn't sound like that at all. They don't know that. We have to hurry in case their equipment can detect our emergency frequencies. The machine guns are set up behind the house. Machine guns? On my mark, lob in the tear gas. When they flee out the back doors, we'll have an excuse to gun them down to the last man. The police would never do that. Oh, don't be such a wet blanket. <gasps> Look, it's working. They're surrendering. They're coming out of the house. Yeah. Should we have come up with some kind of plan for dealing with that? Whoa. I didn't know you really had tear gas. That wasn't me, Eugene. And it looks like knockout gas, which must mean... Gentlemen, you look quite pleased with yourselves. Whoa. Yes, sir. We got the machine, right here. And we captured the whole gang. Who captured the whole gang? All right, that's an interesting point. You did good work tonight. We can take it from here. Just like that? I estimate you have 60 seconds until the flying squirrel checks the car to see why you didn't use the radio. Do either of you want to be here when that happens? Um, no. Come on, kid. Right behind you, old man Parker. That was a long time ago. How did this machine end up in a sub-basement at Fenwick Labs? Best not to worry about things like that. Mr. Fenwick is a wealthy man. He acquired many curiosities. This one I recognized as contraband and thought I'd better hand it in quietly. I guess that's still on the books. But a few years later, there was that Martian hoax in New York. I don't think anyone would be fooled after that. Eh, Maybe not. I guess I just wanted to tell somebody who'd know what it was. For old time's sake, you know? I think I understand. I mean... I don't really understand, but it makes a certain amount of sense. Mm, Best not to think about it too much. Anything else interesting in that sub-basement? 
Couldn't say. Had it sealed off and taken out of the building schematics. That's very thorough. I'm a thorough guy. See you around the funny papers, old man Parker. Good night, Eugene. And thanks. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 119, The Radio Robberies, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Christopher Mott, Robert Westgate, Kevin Robinson, Brian Vaughn, Andrea Lyons, Maxwell Taylor, Clarissa Denetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night. <laughs>